What's up, everyone, and welcome to episode 119 of the Justin Insight podcast. Um, bit of a different show this week. I'm not going to go with my usual intro spiel. Um, we are having a festival review show, but due to timings, conflicts, schedules, whatnot, um, I'm flying solo. So rather than me giving my normal spiel and then getting into our guests and chat, we're just going to go straight into it. So yeah, was at 2000 Trees again this year, returning for my second year. Um, it's still an absolutely fantastic festival, wonderful people, uh, wonderful company that I had this year as well, and lo- just loads of friends around the festival as well, which was really nice. Um, before we get into the three days uh, in Cheltenham that was the festival, I just want to give a quick shout out to, to the festival organisers itself. Um, we mentioned in the the slam dunk review that there wasn't kind of enough representation across the festival um download was very much the same but i didn't really touch upon it in the the review as much because unfortunately these things are a lot more common in in metal than they are in other scenes but that being said 2000 trees was glorious in its representation of women uh people of different um who identify with different genre? Uh, sorry, different gender genders, um, different races, all different sort of walks of life. So yeah, shout out to Two Thousand Trees for for just being rad as fuck. But yeah, um, so yeah, we spent three days at the festival. Uh, Going to kick it off with the Thursday, uh, which unfortunately I got there a little bit late due to uh, adult life, work getting in the way, and me having to clock into to my day job for a little, for a few hours but I did get to the site just in time to watch uh, Orchards who if you're not aware are a four piece kind of math pop band from from Brighton uh, saw them did they play Tears last year? I feel like they did but I can't remember right off the top of my head but I've seen them a few times live now and they're just always so much fun um, but they were on the Axiom stage making a lot of noise and they're uh, playing songs off their debut sort of EP album record but they also gave us a treat of uh, some new material which was which was really fun um, I just realised I'm saying um a lot this is weird it feels sorry it feels weird me doing this on my own but I wanted to get this episode out there so little caveat mid conversation mid review I guess but yeah, the new songs sounded really cool. They sounded a bit more kind of earnest and sincere. Not that Orchard stuff isn't anyway, but they're kind of known for their sort of poppier qualities, I, I guess is the best way of saying it. But these kind of feel like they've got a bit more sort of heartfelt sort of lyrics in them from, from Lucy Evers, um, who just throughout the set just had the, the biggest smile on, on her face. But yeah, so... That was how I um I kicked off my my festival. I then slowly moved over to the cave stage to watch Petrol Girls, um, who after the releasing their their second album earlier this year, have seemed to have picked up a lot of traction. Obviously, they recently did a run of shows with La Dispute, um, who I think has kind of opened them up to a lot of pe- more people as well. But this was a really cool showing for them. Like I think it's certainly the biggest stage that I've seen them on and it was cool to see that uh, vocalist Ren Aldridge and former guest of this show 
uh, kind of having that platform to kind of talk about what the band stands for, what their obviously ethos and their outward views on sort of the world and politics and and everything around it and what their music sort of stands for. Um, so it was good to, that they kind of had that platform musically, just just aggressive abrasive punk music which was was nice to see you see it's nice to see that trees have kind of almost um evolved what their their palette is is putting out there like last year there was a bit of a kind of treading of the waters with bands like turnstile and, and things like that on the lineup but this year they have put a bit more eggs in that in that sort of heavier basket not straight up heavy but kind of pushing on the hardcore punk sort of world but um yeah petrol girls really rad <coughs> um and also uh ren mentioned about solidarity not silence which obviously we've mentioned previously on this show uh during the chats that we had with the guys with punch on um so another plug for for that They'll, i'll put a link in the description of, of this episode to people if they want to check out what that's all about and donate to the cause because yeah like abusers shouldn't be be able to throw money at people and silence people so this is a, a cause that really needs the support that it can get um after petrol girls was kind of one of my uh surprise not surprise performances but like i'd heard a lot about loathe and i've got to be totally honest hold my hands up i hadn't really given them the time of day on record like I'd listened to the split that they did with Holding Absence and thought it was okay, but hadn't really kind of gone deep into it. But live, I think I need to kind of go back and check them out a bit more. Just like kind of almost kind of Vane-esque with like industrial sort of elements to it, really heavy bass tones, um, which was really cool. And their vocalist kind of mixing between screaming, rapping, shouting um just kind of putting all these different sort of elements together it was really really cool and they were just sort of just straight from the off were just at full kilter going for it which was really really fun to watch um they've also got like a very odd look not in in terms of like their uniforms and stuff but their one of their guitarists was kind of like almost in a kind of like a velvet jacket with a beanie and glasses and just didn't remove it he must have been absolutely baking uh because the weekend was really hot but yeah if you're not familiar with loathe fully recommend going to check them out they were really really cool really fun um they're also kind of also kind of god i'm i'm really bad at doing this on my own aren't i um they're support recently just before the 2000 trees kicked off they announced that they're supporting uh straight from the path on their upcoming uk tour so if you didn't get a chance to see them at 2000 trees make sure you go check loathe out on that tour because you won't be disappointed trust me on that one um who do we have after loathe uh oh main stage my first visit to the main stage of the weekend and for turnstile uh after last year turnstile kind of announced themselves in in many ways at this festival like their set at the cave was my highlight of the festival last year um and this year moving on to the main stage i was a little bit apprehensive of like what they were going to be like but 
they just absolutely slayed it. And again, referencing the the Slam Dunk episode, I wholeheartedly hold my hands up. Like I said that I didn't really think much of their set at Slam Dunk. Like it was a good set, but it was a turnstile set. Whereas this felt a lot more like a performance from turnstile. Like they were playing to the crowd. Franz was just had the biggest smile on his face the whole time. Um, there was a lot of movement throughout the whole set. Crowd surfers, mosh pits. Um, when they played Real Thing, Drop, and Moon, just the crowd was unreal. So it kind of had a weird sort of feel in that you could sense this was a lot of people's first time seeing Turnstile. Whereas, like, without this making me sound super old, like, people who had seen them on numerous occasions kind of knew what to expect but there was almost this element of we need to get fully involved as much as possible because this is our first time seeing Turnstile uh, and we've seen all the YouTube videos of where they're absolutely wildlife so it kind of had that element to it but it didn't just detract from from how good they were on the day and it shows that they are very much the forerunners and torchbearers of highlighting hardcore music into a more mainstream audience like they have crossed that bridge and they've they've done it superbly well and it it opens the gates for other bands like we've seen that uh vane are going to be supporting while she sleeps which is just a bit nuts and i think it's gonna obviously open the doors up to to that and more opportunities like that so Fair play to Turnstile to to opening that door and just being possibly one of the the best hardcore bands around at the moment. Um, kind of switched up pace a little bit then. I went and saw Show Me the Body off the back of a recommendation more than anything. Um, never really a fan of the band on record, but uh, people had said they were really good live, and I'm afraid I have to disagree. Unfortunately, um, just. Like I, I don't mind noise music, but it was just excessive, and the kind of electronic banjo just didn't work for me. The vocalist seemed like he should have been in a completely different band, um, and a friend that I was was with, uh, I think, kind of hit the nail on the head and said that it it kind of appeared like they were a band that started as a joke and it just went too far, um, like. It probably has its time and place, but I don't think 2000 Trees was the right audience for for Show Me The Body. Um, It got to the point where I was just completely zoning out and just just not really paying attention to what was going on. So, yeah, unfortunately, Show Me The Body was not a no from from me. Um, Then moved over to see Comeback Kid. Apologies, I know I'm rattling through these, but when I haven't got someone else to talk to about these things... It's hard to kind of give a balanced perspective, but hey ho, I want to kind of get this episode out to everyone and and tell everyone how how awesome 2000 Trees was. But yeah, uh, after showing me the body when I saw Comeback Kid, now caveat going to be a little bit biased. I'd spent the previous three days with Comeback Kid uh, on tour when they were doing shows with um, Svalbard, but that being said, completely in their own right, put on absolute stonker of a set. Um, Admittedly, the older material like False Idols, um, Talk is Cheap and Inevitably Wake the Dead got the kind of biggest crowd reactions, but 
it was awesome to see that throughout the set like people were getting involved people were moshing people were crowd surfing um and out of the four dates that i'd been with with comeback kid minor take away the the london show this was hands down the best performance that they had and in terms of kind of crowd reaction which is something obviously as a band they they feed off like yeah there was a barrier in the way but andrew was very much kind of getting front and center getting involved which was cool uh the other four guys in the band were jumping around on stage a lot more than i had seen them in, in maybe say oxford where there was a barrier again and maybe not so much of a, a vibe but yeah it was re- like maybe probably one of the sets of the day for the thursday was comeback kid in my opinion and again that's not me being biased because they're new friends of mine um it's just the fact that they're a really awesome hardcore band um now moving over to to the new stage my first trip to to there for the weekend headlining that stage on the thursday was uh holding absence now i if you are an avid listener of this show you will know that on our 2018 record review show that i said i was really looking forward to the new holding absence ep well sorry uh album their their debut full length now when it came out i really liked it but it kind of left me a little bit flat in terms of expectations it's still don't get me wrong it is still a very very good album um but that being said live is completely different this band are set to to skyrocket and soar like the new tent was absolutely ram-packed we were we were stood on the outside in the end um lucas's voice is just something else it's like literally note perfect every single time uh like you could play the record and listen to him live and it's it's near perfection um the only sort of gripe i have is that the drums were, were very overpowering compared to every other instrument minus lucas but the crowd were there for it they were singing along like sin cecilia and monochrome just got huge reactions huge sing backs um and it's strange because they played the cave last year to a really big crowd as well but so it almost kind of felt like a little bit going backwards yeah okay they were headlining but they were playing a smaller stage but that being said i think seeing that reaction just proves that they're two three years down the line maybe next year they might be on a higher position on on the on the main stage or headlining sort of the the cave stage or something in a year or so's time but yeah i was really really impressed with holding absence um so they were probably probably yeah i'm gonna say they were my band of the day for for thursday but so yeah that was that um and then because there was no way in hell that i was gonna go see uh a tory racist days frank turner um went to see while she sleeps now again not a big fan of while she sleeps uh i think their music's a little bit mundane and boring but that being said this was quite a kind of special performance for them headlining the cave stage um they didn't have their vocalist lawrence like so there's been sort of rumors circulating as to why but nothing was kind of she said that uh two of the band members just kind of came out before the set and explained he wasn't there but we're going to carry on and so they ended up getting 
various vocalists from various other bands filling in with them. Uh, so they had uh, Griff from Shapes, they had uh, Andrew from Comeback Here, they had Liam from Cancer Bats, Lucas from Holding Absence did a song, and it kind of felt almost like a celebration of While She Sleeps, which was really cool. Like, the band were just tight as hell, which I think you're going to expect with a band that's been sort of touring and going around that long. Um, I, as I say, I'm not massively familiar with all their songs, so I'm not one to to be like, yeah, I was singing alongs and all this kind of thing. But for the fans that were there for the band, they seemed to enjoy it, enjoy it even though... Uh, Lawrence wasn't there um, so I think that just speaks volumes and all the guys that kind of stepped in and, and filled in did an absolute awesome job so yeah that was that was While She Sleeps they were like they were really good I've got to say um, and it kind of makes me excited for for the tour they, they, they've announced it's them Every Time I Die in Vain like I'm there for Vain and Every Time I Die all day long but now I might stick around for while she sleeps after this performance, but yeah. So that was that was day one. Um, day two was a lot busier day. I was there from from the start. Um, kicking off things was uh, Slow Crush, who are a shoegaze four piece doom. Well, shoegaze doom gaze. I think is probably the best way to describe it. Uh, signed to Holy Raw, so you know they're gonna gonna have a bit of oomph about them, but. I don't know, maybe it was just my perception, there was something a little bit lacklustre about their performance, like not to discredit them completely because I think musically it was really good but there just seemed to be a disconnect when it came to the vocals um, whether they just weren't loud enough or something which just wasn't quite clicking there unfortunately so yeah, I, I kind of walked away from the, from the Slow Crush performance feeling a little not sour but just sort of like oh nothing it wasn't the wake me up that I wanted on on the Friday morning I guess is the best way to describe it but the wake up call that I did get and that I needed was from Brutus on the main stage um their new record Nest is many people's sort of top record so far for 2019 I personally I need to go back and revisit it because I, I loved Burst um, and I haven't really given Ness the time of the day, but this performance was just absolutely breathtaking. Um, everything sounded massive. Uh, the drums sounded huge, and they just didn't kind of miss a step. Which I think, like previous performances, not saying that they have, but there's been times where they've all like every time to to prefix this. Every time I've seen Brutus, <coughs> sorry, excuse me they've been really rad but it just seems like now they've just got that little bit more nuance to what they want to do in a live show and how they want to present themselves um and it was just it was just really really cool and as i say um stephanie's drums sounded brilliant her vocals were just on point and yeah the, there's a point where this was potentially going to be performance of the day um but there was a long way to go. Better bring in mind, this is the second band that I saw of the day. But yeah, Brutus were rad. And rumours are, I could be completely wrong, that they're meant to be calling it a day, which would be a massive shame if that's true, or if they're just sort of taking 
time away, but I think a lot Nest has kind of put them on a lot of people's radars. Um, so let's kind of hope that they are sticking around. They're not disappearing after after a little after a bit of success. But yeah, um, after Brutus, we had another returning band to two thousand trees, which was um, moving up to the main stage, which was Dream State. Now. Last year, Dream State were one of the bands I was really excited to see. Was lucky enough to to talk to them at the festival for the show, so you can go back and listen to that if you wish. Um, but similarly to Slow Crush, there was just something missing this year. I don't know whether it was the bigger stage, or I don't know. There just didn't seem to be the energy from the band that there was when they played the Axiom stage the year previous. Um, like the songs of recovery still went down huge the newer songs obviously people are still adjusting to um so there was that kind of element to it as well but yeah i don't i don't know there was just something kind of lacking from from dream state in my opinion maybe it was the size of the stage maybe it was too early for them to make that jump but there was a good there was a decent crowd for them so it might just be me being cynical and old manly but yeah, it wasn't wasn't particularly my my favourite sort of dream state experience. Um, but on the flip side of that, then when I saw uh, I told you I'd eat you. Now I've only seen them once before, which was at Art Tangent, and uh, got to be totally honest, like I enjoyed it, but I got bored very quickly. Um, this was before Odirism came out. I think they'd only had maybe one or two EPs out, I can't remember at the time, it was two years ago now, um, but this felt like a completely different performance, like Joey was really, really animated on stage, like showing his passion, showing, and it's weird, like, he kind of came off aggressive, but without sounding aggressive, if that makes sense, um, <clears throat> all the band just seemed like they were having fun. <coughs> they've made reference to the whole Frank Turner has no arms which still I do not understand if somebody out there can please explain it to me I'd be very grateful um, but yeah they were really really good the, all the sing-longs you could ask for uh, when they played Get Terrified got to admit a bit of a, a lump in my throat kind of moment it was just a really really nice experience and I was with a good friend of the show uh, Danny Random from Bitching Brew who was living his best life during that during that set so yeah they like told I told you I'd eat you I, I, similarly to kind of holding absence maybe not on on as large a scale I, I don't know I could be completely wrong but I think there's huge potential for for what they've got coming in the future and I'm sure this festival will bring a lot more kind of eyes to them um again I'm rattling through because I've got a lot of bands to kind of get through for this Friday but one of the bands was Galgeway, um, who was up next. Now, this run on the cave, like, I'll say the bands now, but it was fucking rad. So, we had Galgeway, Angel Dust, Drug Church, Ryder Tomasi, who unfortunately I'd missed due to getting food and just wanting to have a bit of a sit down, um, and then the motherfucking Cancer Bats. It was such a ridiculous run of bands, um, and Galgeway kicked it off in the best possible way, opening with Only Friends, which is proven to be their kind of absolute banger of a of a track like they have really good songs in general but that song is like 
an awesome song to kick things off with. It's it's a statement of intent and it kind of talks exactly what you want to hear from from Gouge Away. Um, now, I'd previously seen them the the first time they came over to the UK when they were touring with Culture Abuse, and that, don't get me wrong, really enjoyed the show, but they almost kind of seemed a bit of nervousness about the band, um, maybe because it was their first time over here. I, I don't know, but this time on a bigger stage as well, they looked and felt like they were a lot more comfortable in their own skin. Um, Christina was just sort of running around the stage screaming. The other guys just throwing their bodies around and just looked like they were having the best time. And yeah, they're just really cool. They were a really cool band, really hot band. And I think a lot of people, again, similarly to I Told You I'd Eat You, this will bring a lot more eyes to them. And I'm interested to see where they go. Like, I've been a fan of Gouge Away for, for a long time now, like from the release of Dies uh, to Burnt Sugar. Like, there was obviously the change in kind of progression of what the music's like personal preference i prefer dies but that's because i prefer the heavier aggressive stuff that doesn't discount burnt sugar as i really like that record as well um they're just two completely separate beasts um but yeah i think this is going to put more eyes on them and it's going to be interesting to see what their their sort of next step is in terms of touring and recording and doing because obviously they're I think this was the the end of their UK run with Slow Crush, um, but it shows they can do a UK headliner, and hopefully we'll see a lot more of that in in the near future. Um, yeah, so after this, as I mentioned, we had Angel Dust, uh, who there's not really a whole lot I can say about Angel Dust. They're just really fun, um, like for a punk band, they have big sing-alongs lots of choruses uh justice is just one of the most charismatic frontmen in punk and hardcore um and yeah they were just really really good like the mix of sort of um stuff from rock the fuck on forever to pretty buff was seamless like it feels kind of strange because i feel like i've seen that set a few times now obviously them playing at slam dunk then i went and saw their quote-unquote london release show um so it does kind of feel for me personally that i've seen that set a little bit but that doesn't discredit the band at all they i think they hit the nail on the head every time and they're really innovative in what they're doing so yeah really really enjoyed that now this is where i thought my performance of the day was going to come in in drug church um as patrick kinland former guest of the show uh is one of my favourite frontmen in rock music, full stop. And he did not disappoint here. He was just his weird, charismatic self, uh, talking to the audience, telling the audience what he wanted them to do. Compared to when I saw them in the joiners, the other members of the band also were a lot more kind of animated and, and aggressive in this sense. And I don't know whether that's come with not that they weren't touring extensively before but now off the back of cheer they seem to be on the road a lot and doing bigger tours so maybe similar to similarly to gouge away like maybe it's a sense of them kind of feeling more comfortable in their own skin and sort of getting to know what their audience is all about um yeah so they like drug church were just 
really really good um yeah and there was just like loads of crowd surfers which i was really happy about because seeing them and obviously in small venues it's, it's kind of built for that sort of world but i wasn't really sure how it was going to be on a bigger scale and i think like you could tell from patrick's reaction at the end of their set that this was kind of something special for them guys as well which was really cool um but the reason this wasn't my set of the day was because the motherfucking cancer bats man like i it's only been in the last maybe year that they've kind of clicked with me like i was never a massive massive fan of theirs but i went and saw them beginning of the year and I had the best time and then now off the back of this they they were just absolute behemoths on on the cave stage like from the opening song gatekeeper they just were relentless like waves and waves of waves of bodies of crowd surfing um in my review that i wrote for for already heard uh i said that scott middleton is the king of riffs and he he is like literally every single song you're like that's a fucking sick riff um liam cormier obviously such a distinctive voice and they had the cheek to go from hail destroyer into sabotage which was just made the pl place go absolutely insane um so yeah, I've, I'm close to saying that Cancer Bats were the performance of the weekend, but you'll find out in a minute why they weren't. But definitely, definitely the band of the Friday. They were just so much fun, so many bodies going everywhere. And it wasn't like annoying, like the, the amount of crowd surfing. It, it really added to the elements of it, um, of just this like hectic punk rock show which you don't really necessarily get at festivals and it was really cool to kind of see that in this tent so yeah the motherfucking cancer bets were just rad as fuck um but closing out the the friday was a bit of a nostalgia trip for for myself was yumi at six on the main stage now i have not kept up to date with this band since i left university uh, my best friend at university obviously fucking loved them so that was kind of my only kind of passing interest um but they were really good they put on like a really good show they performed a lot of newer material which is kind of a bit disappointing but songs like underdog and save it for the bedroom obviously were the big sing-alongs of the of the evening i couldn't believe that they, it was their first time at 2000 trees when uh, their vocalist josh kind of announced that like that was a shock to me and, and the people that i was with um but yeah they just put on a really good show um but yeah not a whole lot more I can say after the cancer bats, to be honest. Um, so we then go on to our third and final day, uh, which we started off with Slingshot Dakota, which was mwah, absolutely beautiful. Uh, the two piece, they didn't really get a big, a very big crowd, unfortunately. Like, obviously, people were probably partied way too hard on the Friday, didn't really want to get up for a band that they may not necessarily know, but that didn't stop them. Um, they just i don't know there's just something so endearing about this this band like husband and wife uh keyboards and drums and their songs are just so like heartwarming and but yet yeah, passionate and you just can't help but have a massive smile on your face when you're listening to their music and it was just so nice to kind of 
be stood in front of that main stage in the sun listening to to them play their play their songs and it was just so nice for them to to finish on louder as well um and the vocalist whose name escapes me now i'm really sorry but she kind of explained that the song was about when they were starting out how she would turn up to, to punk shows with her keyboard and kind of almost get dismissed and now she's on tour with fresh they're on the main stage of 2000 trees making this big impression so that was really cool and it was a really nice moment for them to share with with the crowd and and i'm glad they kind of as i say unfortunately not the biggest crowd but it was a really nice reception for for them to to get um then i watched uh muncie girls now muncie girls is a weird one for me i wasn't the biggest fan of their rep they've recorded stuff and it took me a long time to kind of get into it but a lot of people had kind of kept saying saying to me like to check them out and i hadn't seen them live um but i was thoroughly impressed like it's just good punk music i don't think there's a whole lot more that i can sort of explain than that but yeah i don't really know what more i can say about months girls they were just really good they were good at what they did um now another sort of revisiting band for myself uh, higher power now again unfortunately not the biggest crowd for higher power but they that didn't let similarly to slingshot dakota didn't let them sorry they didn't let that stop them um lots of energy on the stage a little bit of song along song along god i cannot talk sing along during uh can't relate um but yeah, it was it was sort of a weird sort of reception for for Higher Power, but it was still a really cool show. Maybe not one for for them personally, but I I still enjoyed it. And I've I can't remember who I was saying this to, but again, Higher Power were a band that I saw like listened to on record and just didn't really sit for me. But then when I saw them supporting Angel Dust uh, at the London show it finally kind of clicked to me so I was excited to see them again and it was like in my opinion it was a good performance so yeah really cool for higher power um then we have oh sorry I've just stubbed my toe um yeah then we had the wonderful wonderful Martha uh their new record Love Keeps Kicking is one of my favorite records out this year and I was so excited to see Martha and they did not disappoint like the the new songs sound really cool uh that sorry sound really cool live um and like every every member of the band has their their role like that sounds like a strange thing to say but they divide their music up really cleverly to showcase everyone's assets and they obviously do they structure their set around that as well which was really cool like it's not like one singer and then everyone else like everyone has their part to play and I th- I, unfortunately I, d- I haven't really delved really that much into sort of the ethos and body of what Martha is all about but from watching them live that's kind of the vibe I get is that there's no one bigger than the band the band is the end goal kind of thing and that definitely comes across live so yeah really like really enjoyed them um kicked off of wrestlemania 8 which is one of my favorite songs by by the band as well which is always an added bonus um so yeah martha were were rad 
then went and saw Can't Swim, who were just mind blowing again. Like to to see a band that you've maybe only just sort of recently not not recently discovered because they're a band that I've always sort of heard about and seen about. And obviously, Chris was a guest on the show last week. Um, but maybe taking a little longer for me to come around to in terms of what their music was all about to then see how loyal and big a fan base they have was really really cool and when they got to the sing-along chorus of Stranger it was just so impactful and it's like oh okay there's de- there's something about this band um, and yeah I don't know what it is there's just something really cool about Can't Swim and yeah that's that i'm kind of running out of things to say because i'm just reiterating how awesome bands were that i went and saw um i'm i'm gonna no i'm gonna i'm not gonna talk about dune rats because they were just i don't i don't care for dune rats but yeah they were a band that i saw um but then it was every time we die who can do no wrong they played hot damn in full it was fucking amazing um just they're just such a good live band like you cannot fault them and obviously hot damn is going to be awesome uh when they played floater and and Bolarama was probably getting the biggest reaction out of the crowd there's people in rubber dinghies there's people in tigger costumes crowd surfing just constant waves of of crowd is similar to what cancer bats had um but after it was weird so they almost in a serendipitous way they finished hot damn and then keith's mic just cut out and it almost kind of set a reset button because after that they kind of almost played the quote-unquote every time would i hits uh which was really cool um hearing them play the new black which is one of my favorite songs to such a big crowd was really really cool as well so yeah every time i die band of the weekend they were just amazing um but then the surprise of the weekend which i'd completely forgot they were there um until a friend reminded me on that on the last saturday um was the arms now there's been a lot of not controversy but like talk of the arms recently they released the song uh called featuring frank turner who obviously 2003 is a very big on frank turner for some reason even though he's a dick um yeah so there was kind of all that sort of stuff i won't go into it too much but you can everyone's got the internet look into it it's a really really funny story um but they so i wasn't really sure what to expect like I listened to the album and I enjoyed the album, but yeah, I'd I'd heard that they were just they put on an incredible live show. So to set the scene, before they'd even set off on stage, there was a wooden trestle table in front of the stage with a member of the Two Thousand Trees audience, uh, sorry, security team, sat there with a man dressed in bush camouflage, with on the table were cans of beer and croissants who knows why that's just what they did uh within about three minutes maximum no no no. so i'm gonna start back so within 
30 seconds of the band starting there was just constant strobe lights you could barely sort of see what was actually going on the stage then within about three minutes of them being on stage uh the vocalist was just in the crowd running around climbing on the table hugging people rolling around it i didn't didn't know where to look it was just so crazy and chaotic and the music was just so loud and pummeling it was it was absolutely bonkers and but i just had the biggest smile on my face the whole time and it was just nice and refreshing to kind of see a band kind of playing a festival just come in with that fuck you attitude um and yeah it was it was just intense so if you ever like the one takeaway i would give anyone from this festival no matter all the bands i've just mentioned one band if you get the chance to see them go see the arm to you they'll just give you something completely unexpected so yeah i'm sorry that you've had to listen to me ramble on for 40 minutes but as i've mentioned several times i wanted to get this episode out to you i wanted to tell you how awesome 2000 trees was so that was that that was 2000 trees um there won't be an episode for uh let me just quickly get my calendar up is it two weeks two weeks you're going to be without me now ladies and gentlemen unfortunately well one and a half uh because i'm going on holiday to amsterdam uh as of next monday uh and then the following weekend is fluff festival so we will have a fluff fest review uh it may be just me rambling again unfortunately i do apologize but i like to give you people an episode i like to talk about things i've done um so i'll, I'll try and get that out the week that i'm back but we'll see how it goes so this may not be out on the normal tuesday next week well uh, sorry in two weeks time we'll see how it goes um one brief thing before i do go i have to mention i'm going to see half heart on sunday and i cannot wait so you'll probably hear me talk all about that i'll put it on social media and stuff but yeah for now ladies and gentlemen thank you again for stopping by the justin insight podcast and i'll see you soon